Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and our short interview series, Catching Up With. Who are we catching up with this time? I don't know. One of my all-time heroes, four-time Super Bowl champion, uh, just one of the greatest National Football League players ever, ever. The man, Joe Montana. So growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area, guess what? Uh, he was kind of a big deal, as were the 49ers. Started off the call with Joe mentioning the one time I met him as a kid when he moved into uh, his new house, having just been drafted by the 49ers right across from my grade school. So me and some buddies wandered over and knocked on his door and asked if we could mow his lawn, and he politely declined. But why am I interviewing NFL legend Joe Montana on my motor racing podcast? Well, for those of you who are older IndyCar fans or know your history, you'll get the connection. And for those who are learning about it for the first time, well, two years after Joe retired from the NFL, the end of the 1994 season, uh, around 96, late 95, 96, he became a, uh, a part of the Chip Ganassi Racing program, Target Chip Ganassi Racing. Wouldn't pretend to know the financial arrangements and ownership stake or whatever else went down there on the business side, but I do know that Chip Ganassi, proud son of the state of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh in particular, and Joe Montana, also proud son of the same state and same city. Well, they came together, and so all of a sudden, we have the rising, streaking, coming into full strength and power Target Chip Ganassi racing team in 1996, and Joe freaking Montana coming out for every event. And so this was just a magical blending of sports in a way that we don't see very often these days in motor racing. It's not uncommon to get a singer, an actor, or whatever involved, but the Michael Jordan teaming up with Denny Hamlin and putting together a NASCAR team, that's a big deal. It's amazing. Wind the clock back, though, and there aren't a ton of athletes who have gotten involved. Carmelo Anthony did for a little bit and so on, but at least here, 96 through about the end of the decade there, Joe Montana uh, was a, a face seen, a hand shaked by many, and just a wonderful presence. So wanted to speak with Joe about this for a very specific reason, and that is we are celebrating this weekend at Laguna Seca marks the 25th anniversary of Target Chip Ganassi Racing's first championship, Jimmy Vassar's one and only, but his first championship in Hondas as well. So knowing that Joe is a part of that, uh, I've interviewed Jimmy, interviewed some others for a written piece, figured, hey, why not reach out to Chip? Uh, our pal Kelby Krause looks after uh, communications at the team, and the two of them helped uh, get Joe on the phone. And so here you go. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about his time transitioning from the NFL into the inner workings of the Kart IndyCar series and a couple fun stories as well. Got a little bit of a cough, so I try to edit out as many of those as possible. But nonetheless, Joe freaking Montana here in the Marshall Pruitt Podcast brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. I guess like all kids, you have this love of fast cars <laughs> and uh, um, and red ones, and we had red, obviously, at that point in time. But I don't know, it was just fun to be a part of 
something, you know, I've never really, I, I can't call myself a, a full, like a traditional owner of it because I was part of the team, but it was just, you know, you get so used to being playing that it, sometimes it, it takes a while to kind of sink in. And then you start talking to the guys and the drivers and start listening to them, what their strategies are and <clears throat> what Chip's thoughts are. And the whole atmosphere was just electrifying and fun. So, so fun to be a part of And obviously to win a championship and then <clears throat> go on to win a number more for, you know, while I was there and then plus after with Chip, um, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, shoot, I might've matched trophies with the NFL <laughs> while I was there. So it was just a, it was just a different feeling, but the excitement of the race and being at a race and that, in that level of race and, you know, being Chip took me down during time trials at Indy and being on the wall um, right there along the straightaway just was, God, there's no feeling like that speed going by you and trying to picture yourself in a car. It was probably one of the more fun times of my life post-football. The thing that, that I loved watching and seeing, Joe, was obviously you, all the Super Bowls, all the, right, you are giant of sports celebrated as can be everywhere you went in the paddock or pit lane or wherever folks are just running towards you to get a photo or, or get an autograph signed but from what i saw that that 96 season when you were there you weren't playing you know this wasn't you being the celebrity the sports hero you seem to be really interested in indycar appreciating the drivers realizing that uh, these are real athletes these people have insane <clears throat> skills that you find almost nowhere else in sports can you share some insights on that because while yeah, you I were think, the football guy there you felt like a racer especially in that first year um the first few years i should say there was just nothing but learning curves <clears throat> understanding the telemetry of the cars and what a the weight jacker was and how what it affected and watching the guys study what each other was doing and because there was a time you know after brian was gone where zanardi came in and i walked into the trailer one day and jimmy was watching looking at all the telemetry and i'm going what are you looking at he's going trying to figure out i know i have the same speed but he's beating me somehow and he was looking at braking and acceleration and in turns and you know you start you start understanding you know that there's more to it than just getting behind the wheel and going as fast as you can and it's trying to figure out what makes other people do things better than you and you can study with a great teammate you know being along with chip and you know being from pittsburgh and um that is it was a great great time but i really spent those first years just trying to understand you know what it really took you know, to get behind the wheel. It's not just jumping and driving a car. There's just so much more to it and um, all the things and, you know, saving a gas and, you know, that you could turn it up, turn it down. And it's all the strategies that went to it. You know, you don't really realize until you sit down there and get in the pits, and start hearing them talk back and forth and get involved in some of the, co not in the conversation, but listen to the conversation that's going on between Chip and, you know, the engineers and, um, the other teammates that are, you know, you don't hear a lot about, but they're the guys who are making a lot of decisions on, you know, do we stop for fuel? Do we not stop for fuel? Do we push it one more? We cut back on gas, you know, change the wings. And there's so many things that go into it that hey, it was fun. That's all I can tell you. It was fun. 
It also seemed to fit and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it just seemed to fit your sensibilities and what you were known for in your career career of being hyper detail oriented, also graded ability to adjust on the fly. Not saying that there is every parallel between being a quarterback and a driver or a strategist or whatever else, but were there some commonalities that you found where you say, okay, some of this does make uh, a lot of immediate sense? You know, probably until you do it and understand it, but listen to the drivers talk back to, you know, the guys in the pits talking about the car itself. And, you know, <clears throat> we all drive cars and we go fast sometimes. And their ability to say the littlest thing and the littlest change that makes that car go faster um, or what's maybe wrong with the car and how the feel that they have for it. And it was funny because we were, we were going, <clears throat> I was going to, a, forget, I was going to, I was going somewhere with that. I was following Jimmy on a regular car and we were going through the hills around um, Carmel. We were, I think we were going to a golf tournament or something. I can't even That remember. sounds like Vassar. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried to follow him through the hills. Mm, there was no damn way. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, <laughs> but just their understanding of the cars and the turns and the apexes, the things that you learn and that you know about and you learn, but you think you do, like you watch all these people driving and as soon as they come into a turn, they're, they're down in the bottom of the turn and you're sitting there going, okay, they've never been to a driving school. I can tell you that. Um, and like Jimmy would get me, we, they had a simulator and they would say, okay, go ahead and go. And you just come to the turn and you start to go, no, 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 you got to stay out, stay out, stay out. And you're like, Oh my God. Okay. Go now. And it is so different than what you feel and what you think. And, you know, just their technical skills were just ridiculous in a car. Now, another thing that I remember, Joe, was Target certainly loved having you uh, you around uh, Chip's many guests, the many sponsors and supporters of the team. Uh, again, I, I you couldn't even keep track of how many photos you posed for, autographs that you signed. But in addition to being, you know, really locked in with the team and Chip, there was also, you know, the, the business side. Was um, was learning yeah. about the business side of, of racing uh, any interest? Because, again, it's it's a weird thing. Uh, you know, there yeah. are folks in IndyCar who pay to drive. There's nobody who pays to be a professional football, basketball, baseball player. It's a unique yeah. world of business. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it was it, it was as, as the time went on. But in those first few times, I was more worried, worried about what's going on on the track. And in the car and, and the communications and, you know, that technical part of it, the business came on slowly, but, you know, as, as a player, you've never really worried about the business of football. You just went and played and you knew you got paid and same. So I was more concerned about what those guys were thinking. What are they feeling? You know, what are you looking for? And the aerodynamics of the car and passing and, it, it, those were the things that interest me for the longest time before I start thinking about the business side of it. Last thing or two that comes to mind. So you were part of Chip Ganassi Racing, Target Chip Ganassi Racing's, I'd say their first rich era, right? They obviously went on yeah. won a ton of championships <laughs> since, but you're there with Vassar, Zanardi. Uh, after Zanardi Mont went to F1, we had Montoya come in. A lot yeah. of big personalities on, on the crew and team side. Obviously, you still keep in touch with Chip, but uh, you maintain relationships with any of those other drivers or nut jobs over the years? 
Yeah, it's, and uh, talking to Jimmy a few times, and and also uh, with Alex, and you know, and, and keeping up with what he was doing. We were over there a number of years ago, and tried to catch up to him, you know, where he when he was still back in Italy, and kind of lost contact with both those guys. With you know, they changed cell phones numbers so much, I haven't been able to keep up. But yeah, I, I still follow watching Alex, and crazy person, he's <laughs> totally insane. With him, and, uh, we're hoping hoping to hear some yeah. more positive news about his recovery as well, and uh, yeah, obviously kept him in been keeping him in our yeah. prayers for a little while now. Yeah. Last last thing that jumps out, Joe, is uh, maybe just kind of going back to where we started here. Twenty five years since that first championship, you having finished, you know, Hall of Fame career in the NFL. Where does this experience of IndyCar racing fit with you just in the the sense of rewarding things things that you enjoyed in your your career uh, I'm guessing it's something you still look back on uh, with a pretty big smile and any chance we're going to get you out to uh, a race again here sometime soon with Chip yeah I, I, I talked to Chip about that it's just we've been kind of crazy busy running around with we have two grandkids now and uh, it's kind of hard getting away yeah. <laughs> but and I started a business that you know kind of keeps me busy giving and moving but I'd love to catch up at some point with him again and you know just be down in there and feel what it feels like again that, that was probably next to there were probably three things my career when you look at other than family you know having babies and having grandkids and my wife and when it comes to doing things there's you know that you look at the nfl obviously you look at the racing part of it and then i did cutting horses for a while and i was probably the adrenaline rushes there uh, were probably pretty comparative 25 years since jimmy vassar yeah. became a champion it, <laughs> it, it makes me happy and sad at the same time thinking we've all gotten old and gray and bald but i know uh, fun times nonetheless well joe thanks for taking for sure. some time yeah. in really do appreciate you, you my pleasure thank you good to see you good thanks, talk to you so thanks once again to kelby and chip and joe for making all this possible hope you enjoyed the conversation there once again big thanks to cooper tires the justice brothers in torontomotorsports.com and if you have not had the chance pay a little visit to marshallpruittpodcast.com more than 1000 episodes are cataloged there also have our newish merchandise page with a bunch of nonsense that you just might enjoy and want to take home all right i am marshall pruitt this is my silly little podcast we'll speak to you soon